Right, let's turn to the first part of today's brunch, and that is a trash talk. Now, on this week's Trash Talk Sustainable Fashion Series, Marcy Trent Long speaks with Kibo Sustainable Kicks founder Natalie Jung about their sustainable spin towards sneakers. Hey, Trash Talk listeners. We've been taking a deep dive into sustainable fashion and textiles these past few weeks. And in our episode today, we talked to Natalie Chow from a new eco brand called Kipo. Japanese for hope. These young Hong Kong entrepreneurs hope to reinvent how footwear is made. So welcome to the show, Natalie. Thank you for having me. I love the name Kibo. It's so cute. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so it sounded like it came from a combination of two perspectives, right? You were, you and your husband were working for a high-end fashion industry and then your husband was yeah. in manufacturing. Tell me how it all started. It's a great story. Yeah. So I actually never dreamt of being an entrepreneur myself. Um, I was like many of us uh, working up the corporate ladder, working for both beauty brands and fashion brands, uh, mainly on marketing, branding, communication. Um, and honestly, I saw firsthand how much waste is associated with consumer goods, like from production to packaging, to logistics, to, you know, always over forecasting just in case, you know, you, you miss a sale. Um, and honestly, after over a decade of the same routine, um, I was in maternity leave and started thinking and I, started talking to my husband, you know, can we do something different um, after we, we start a family? And I guess that's how the inception started. Right. Which is yeah. crazy because that's like the the busiest time of your life. And then you decide, oh, let's do a, heart, a startup I too. Know. Has... <laughs> I know. It's really crazy. <laughs> that being said, I, I interview a lot of entrepreneurs that kind of get motivated through having children and wanting children, the right? world yeah. to be better for their children, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I wasn't thinking that much and I didn't know it was this hard. And if I knew, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> it is hard. Yeah. Well, which one we is hard? It. Which one is hard? The baby or the startup or both? Oh, gosh. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Well, how about we'll we'll focus on the startup then. Okay. <laughs> then, um, so tell us tell us about some of your products because they're they're super interesting. And well, let's start with the shoes, right? And t tell us about some of the the um, recycled aspects of your shoes. Sure. Uh, we started off with a very simple uh, white silhouette, a low top silhouette, um, using recycled leather, meaning we take leather scraps from tannery and factory floors, and that's a lot. So typically when you work with leather, which is extremely polluting, um, mm. you only use about 50% of the cowhide. Just wow. because. Yeah, yeah. Just because leather itself is an inconsistent material, 
you know, the shape is inconsistent, the texture is inconsistent. So when you cut it out for like a leather bag or something, half of it goes to landfill, typically. <laughs> Crazy, right? Yeah, um, that it's, well, it's just so <laughs> sad that, you know, it's an animal product and you're only using 50% of it. So yeah. It seems wrong. Um, and before it even becomes leather, all the tanning procedures are horrible. You use chromium to, to tan most of the time, um, which is horrible for the water. And I won't even go to details there. Mm. But the material um, is taken from these scraps. We grind them into fibers. Um, and we add 20% uh, of recycled plastic bottles into it and then compress it. Um, the fibers into a new roll of what we call recycled leather. And that is what we use for the past three, two, two years plus, and it's still our core uh, offering. And that's great because we don't need to tan the material. Uh, it's upcycled. We rescue leather from the landfills. Basically. Right. Yeah. So not polluting at all, I see. And also circular economy. And where are you getting your recycled plastic? Do you know? Most of, you might not yeah, know, which is most of our um, our sources are from China, um, and huh. we do look for certifications when we look for our sources. So whether it's GRS or um, ethical compliances like BSCI, um, I won't get too technical, but. <laughs> 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 Um, but yeah, so in a nutshell, that's our uh, recycled leather. Um, but you know, shoes is a, a very complicated um, product. You have shoelaces, you have the lining, you have foam, you have the rubber, and you know, sourcing every single step sustainably has been a headache. Um, but we're very proud to be able to do that, uh, thanks to my wonderful husband who might be listening now. <laughs> He's in charge of manufacturing. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys also do recycled canvas shoes. Yeah. So uh, we started off with the recycled leather um, and we saw a huge vegan community. And we thought, okay, you know, why don't we try something that's vegan without animal traces? And we landed on canvas. And it's, it's very different to what we uh, offered in the first place. It's lightweight, you know, it's a slip-on, the silhouette is completely different. And from that, uh, we graduated to um, plant-based leather, which is derived from apple waste. So uh, even though the recycled leather is still very sustainable, in my opinion, um, we do want to kind of shift and offer more offerings uh, with plant-based options. Yeah, that's so super interesting. Of course, I mm. guess a vegan wouldn't want recycled leather, but it's such a great product because you you aren't actually killing an animal to get it. So so now you're making your latest collection is Apple Kicks. So sorry, mm -hmm. you're you, making it out of Apple and it's like leather-like? That's right. Super so, cool. It is. Um, I mean, I think a lot of us would know agricultural waste is uh, a very serious problem. Um, and how do we convert the waste into, you know, giving them another life, essentially. Uh, and technology has evolved so much in the past five years that we could actually take these waste 
and you know have the same process, convert them into fibers, and then compress it into a new roll of leather again. So that's been uh, very well received, actually. Yeah, that's a great mm. idea. Okay, so, but I worry that if I put my apple kicks down like next to my dogs, they might actually eat them or something. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. I presume it doesn't smell like an apple anymore, and it doesn't taste like an apple. Uh, no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> and you're not the first one to ask me that. <laughs> Good. Phew. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite things about you guys is that you you talked about on the website that you didn't want to do a season and that yeah. instead you wanted to focus on kind of, you know, just a style that's always wearable. So can you talk about that, like what you saw before <clears throat> when you were working in fashion and then how yeah, you translated that into the brand? Yeah, I mean, everybody in high fashion would know the seasons are just so short-lived. You know, you have spring, actually, even before spring, you have pre-spring, and then spring, and pre-fall, and fall, and you have a holiday. And you only have, what, two months to sell off your stock, really. And does that mean you can't wear that hot pink after two months? Um, you know, that that is... Mind-boggling to me, right? It's really yeah. silly. So when we created our shoes, you can call it boring, um, but I would use the word timeless just because you can wear uh, white sneakers all year long, especially in places like Hong Kong, um, and it's perfectly okay. You know, it doesn't go out of season. Uh, you can wear it with anything, and nowadays people wear it to weddings and you know, important meetings and all that. And it's totally acceptable. <laughs> I know. I love that. You can, I can wear a dress with tennis shoes now. It's so fun. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Didn't used to be able to do that. And uh, yes, I think that's totally true that um, I, I do, do you see the fashion industry kind of moving away more from the seasons or are they still stuck on them? I think most of the brands are still stuck on them, but the real game changers are the smaller brands. Mm. You know, the niche brands are the younger brands, and they are embracing more capsule collections, which is great. Right. Yeah. And so, and and now with the internet, where you can direct sell a little bit more easily, right? Mm, absolutely. Okay, so the smaller brands have their own audience, and. Uh, I yeah, I think especially the younger generation, they're not looking for flashy big logos anymore. They are looking for, you know, brands with a story and with a value added to to what they believe in. Right. And a good Instagram account. <laughs> that's, a, that's a given. <laughs> All right. And now you've moved into eyewear, which is exciting. I, I, I would have thought you've been really busy, but now you're you're going to try something else. So that's cool. <laughs> well, honestly, um, even though our DNA is, uh, is grounded on sustainable materials, right? Consumers still want newness. Um, and how do I bring in newness without having, you know, change of seasons? And I thought, you know, eyewear do complement with what we offer, right? It's It's not something that you have to change every season depending on the weather or whatever 
And I came across this material that I absolutely love, and that's called bioacetate. They take uh, cotton fibers and uh, wood pulp, and they make them into pretty much fibers, and then they they do magic onto it and, and create something that looks like plastic, but it's not really plastic and biodegrades. Oh, great! Yeah, so our uh, shades actually biodegrade uh, under landfill environments. Oh, that that's wonderful because mm. I looked up the statistic today, and I think it's like six billion pairs of eyeglasses around the world, well, are being used. So you can imagine what the waste is on that. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you can, of course, which is nice, you can donate your eyewear, but it gets tough. I, frankly, it doesn't matter for me. I lose them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's even worse. So, okay. Do you have any advice for someone who does want to start up a, a sustainable fashion business? Well, it's not easy. I have to put that really <laughs> obvious. The advice is don't do it while you have a baby. Is that, <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, but, you know, sustainability itself is not going to sell as on its own. Um, you know, as great as the material is, um, I still think that countries like Hong Kong, um, they are still looking for, you know, newness and the cool factor. And how do you weave that cool factor with the sustainability angle um, of the brand is, is the question that we have to kind of keep asking ourselves um, to be able to compete in, in such a competitive environment. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, um, we we opened a store at K Eleven Musea. Um, oh, good. We, yeah, yeah. Um, and we do a lot of workshops um, on customizing our shoes, uh, drawing things on the shoes, um, printing, you know, pets and babies, and you know, we always try to create something that is different to what other brands are offering. Um, and that's what keeps us going with right. not a lot of um, options in terms of designs and styles. Oh, interesting. Right. Mm -hmm. So huh, that's very creative. Well, we really appreciate, we're very excited that you guys are doing this and more importantly, you're doing it out of Hong Kong because we need more startups in Hong Kong and especially <laughs> sustainable startups. So Trash Talk listeners, it's Kibo, it's K-I-B-O dot E-C-O, right? Yes. Kibo.echo, that's the website and I'm sure the Instagram account is... Exactly the same, Kibo.echo. Exactly. Okay, that's easy then. So Trash Talk listeners, support your Hong Kong sustainable fashion startups, please. I've seen the website. I love your shoes and your stuff. I'm going to have to now look at the sunglasses. So. <laughs> so Natalie, thank you very much for your time and best of luck also to your family. Thank you so much for having me. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. 
Many thanks once again to Marcy, to Marcy Trent Long for this week's Trash Talk. And she was speaking to Kibo Sustainable Kicks founder, Natalie Chung. And we'll have more Trash Talker for you next Monday.